All right, welcome back to the mystery of parenthood, and uh, it's kind of a a uh, bittersweet show. Bittersweet show because it's <laughs> it's the last one, and 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 you know should be the easiest until Caleb said, "Hey, why don't y'all try to condense like ten years into twenty minutes?" But <laughs> but you know, <laughs> which has been which has been a challenge. But I but I think what we're gonna do is um, to kind of wrap things up. We're going to um, do kind of the tent poles, as Stephanie said, you know, <laughs> of, of this, which means we're not going to get in depth on on too much uh, and try to get that done in a little bit. Talk a little bit about what we've, you know, af- over the years, what has become some of our joys. And then we have a surprise, which is making Stephanie I, <laughs> Stephanie more than me nervous about what that what that might be like. But um, we will hand there's ourselves a, there's a surprise into, from into, Caleb. So into yes. Caleb, uh, <laughs> we're putting ourselves Caleb's in Caleb's hands. hands. <laughs> so anyway, um, did you want to say the prayer for the last time? Oh my or, goodness! Gosh, yeah, Absolutely. it's the last one. Can the last you, one. You, uh, yeah, the last one. Yes, yes. You, Let me. I didn't even. I didn't even think about didn't it. Even, but wow. I mean, that's Terrible. anyway. <laughs> we're gonna end the way we began with the same with the same prayer. That's so Stephanie, right. why don't yes. you begin? In the name of the Father and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life through your Son Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity. Grant that every family on earth may become for each successive generation a true shrine of life and love. Grant that your grace may guide the thoughts and actions of husbands and wives for the good of their families and of all the families in the world. And grant that the young may find in the family solid support for their human dignity and for their growth in truth and love. And grant that love, strengthened by the grace of the sacrament of marriage, may prove mightier than all the weaknesses and trials through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in and through our families. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit, Holy Family of Nazareth. Pray for us. St. John Paul II. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my goodness, how could we forget our... Amen, no, that's, I mean, that's been an everyday occurrence. Uh, well, every... Radio Every show, show occurrence, yeah. Yes, yes. So yes. yeah, we've been doing this for ten years, and so we're ten plus years, and we we had go back, and there's a lot of content, you yeah, know. So yeah. how do we help put our philosophy in a in a short in a nutshell? Is, you know, an elevator, maybe <laughs> a tall elevator <laughs> speech, but um, but so I think fundamentally the the way this happened was based on a, a Catholic Christian understanding of what marriage was. That's, that, that's foundationally what it's built upon. As we mentioned, we, Stephanie and I had been part of a group that was that growing kids God's way that we had learned simultaneous to that, or at some point after us being involved in that, thought that was very helpful when yeah. got my master's in theology. And then, kind of went on this kick, which if you've ever listened to the show, you know what a sacrament is. It was like, you know, I can list the seven sacraments when I went off to get my master's. I couldn't define a sacrament. And what I found was there's an awful lot of people who are Catholic who could list the sacraments and not do it. But but when I did it, what I realized was there's something important there since marriage is a sacrament for parenting. And the other thing was that often I felt like we were failures as parents because our kids didn't behave the way if we, we were not following the recipe appropriately because <laughs> our kids weren't little, you know, did I know that finally like, Hey, wait a second, you know, they have us as parents. So th- there's a problem, but, but that's kind of where it fundamentally, those two things kind of intersected. And the first thing I realized is we're meant to be signs of God. We're what, what is it? What's the sacrament? I'm going to say it again. It's an outward sign, a visible sign of an invisible reality or realities instituted by Christ to confer grace. And so, marriage is a sign of some invisible realities. Well, part of the invisible reality is Stephanie and I are one. 
right? That no no one should put asunder, right? <laughs> but we're also, as John Paul II tells us, and as St. Paul says in um, Ephesians 5, what he says is we're like Christ in his church. John Paul II took what's been there for a long time in the in church's teaching but made it accessible for me we're also meant to be a sign of the most holy trinity father son and holy spirit uh in in and through the theology of the body so the reality is is what 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 we built this on or what we came up with is how do we take the good of the one we had but give it the depth of sacramentality and what that means is we said we have to be visible signs to our children. We've got to try the best we can of the truth about who God is. We're meant to, through our parenting, meant to reveal something about who God is in the way we do it, which means we need to study God, right? We, theology. And, and so that was fundamentally it, that we have to do outward signs, the way we corrected, the thoughts that we tried to express, what we required of them, even the words that they said, all those things were meant to communicate something specifically about who God is, who Jesus is, and how we as humans fit into that, even our sinfulness. And so we tried to make our home a domestic church. And I think we throw around that um, that term quite loosely, um, but truly we used church language. We used, um, you know, uh, stories from the saints. We used, we used all things from the church, um, to try to teach our children, um, about life. Um, you right. know, and so I think that's, that's, um, that visible sign, um, was taking what we knew about God and what we were learning in our own faith and making it visible in our home. Right. And so that's, that's what we always said. And, and I, I know frequently I've told, I told the kids when I failed, when I did not act like God, <laughs> I'd said, look, that's your dad, Trey Cashin, messing up, okay? That that was not an accurate reflection of who God is, all right? We've tried to do that, and you're going to fail. We failed. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, God's grace is there for that. But what you were saying was, is in the, in, and I'm going to stop because Steph's going to keep me on a tight, tight leash tonight, <laughs> so I, I can't wander. Good news for y'all off, off in that. But but what what we started off with were the, were the words, and it says, Hero Israel, this is uh, Deuteronomy 6, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command to you this day shall be upon uh, your heart, and you shall teach them diligently, diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise." That and was a theme. And that translated to when you're in the carpool and. <laughs> right. When you're in the carpool. When you're on your way to baseball, when you're on your way to dance. <laughs> and, and so the, that's, I think that was also fundamentally something that we said, this is something that happens when it happens. I mean, you're, you're, you're intentional, but sometimes you can't say, okay, we're going to have a teaching moment right now. The teaching moment happens at the baseball stadium, at the, at at dance lessons in school wherever it is mm-hmm. yes. and so we that was always forefront along with the sacramentality of being trying to be visible signs of who God is that was the fundamental thing but in that i think and i'm i'm going to i'm going to take a stab at this it says about love the lord and it said it used this word which i think is important um with all your heart, right? Mm. Loving with all your heart, yes. and that's and that's this is I think, if I'm uh, correct. Yes, no. This is this was one of our I think probably the middle tent pole, <laughs> right? And Trey always had to pull me back into that because I was very much raised in a um, very disciplinarian. I said so. Family, um, wonderful parents, um, but th- but Trey really helped our family um, in our philosophy of getting to the heart of our children. Um, you know, that, that there's, you know, outward, outward behavior does not equal obedience. <laughs> Makes me think of that reading, make, make your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Right. You know, um, but that, that 
we he would always bring me back around, um, you know, to is this getting to the heart um, of our children? And um, and I, I mean, it, it's just communicating with them, getting down on their level. I mean, just making sure that you're helping them to understand. Um, I think probably that's kind of where the moral reason why, you know, comes in is why won't we do this? Because we're not going to have that opportunity to be with our children in every scenario they're going to be um, presented with. And so we have to be able to, to, to give them our heart, which hopefully we're getting our heart from our father, <laughs> right? That then we're passing on, um, you know, to our children. And I think, and I think that's what what you just said is really important because part of the part of the thing that you have to remember, God wants our heart, right? And 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 David, you know, the David and Goliath lore, <laughs> you know, was a man after God's own heart, right? And so we were always talking about we we want the heart, and the heart looks different than just yes sir yes ma'am doing what they did there's a, there's a there was a heart issue in order to get to their heart as you mentioned in the moral reason why and the church does this and jesus has done this you have to share the mind i mean the, the church even uses the mind of the church you have to share your mind with them so that they can do it which involves understanding why you tell them you can or you cannot or you should or you shouldn't mm-hmm. do something. And we always said, look, give us time to do that. But the reality is if you can't come up with a, a good why other than because I said so, you need to reevaluate, mm-hmm. right? You can say because I said so in order to save a situation. Like you don't have to get into discussion then. But you have to be involved in saying i need to know why i'm requiring this of my child well and that's and the they pinching, need to know that yeah, and that's the pinching pennies i think the cheap pitching pennies that you always right. not pinching pennies we do pinch pennies but <laughs> the yeah. pitching we don't pinch pennies very well <laughs> but, but i but think she's saying pitching, pitch pennies. Pitching pennies i don't pitch them very well either but but that's that's the little lessons that you're pouring into their heart um, that over time um, builds their story and their character. You right, know? and I, we wanted them to understand so that they could explain to us mm-hmm. why. Sometimes when they got older, we would say, you tell me why that's not a good idea. <laughs> I mean, and, and I, think that's, I think that's really important to go after their heart, and, and that happens often through their mind, right? You have, right. To, you have to start with the mind. They always say that the relationship between us and God starts here, it's hard to get to hear. Well, you want them to know this, but do you want the children also? Yeah. Do you want to get to their heart? Right. And I think you said a very important word, relationship. Right. Um, that there is, um, you know, we've got to be in relationship with our kiddos. And that's part of the, you know, telling them why, you know, telling them the more reason why is that you are, you know, then explaining to them. And, and that's, that's creating relationship. You know, it's creating relationship with them. Right. And that's, and again, all these words, all these words apply to a Christian worldview, to a view of that. We are meant to be in relationship with God, with one another. Mm -hmm. We're meant, our hearts are meant to be there. So as hopefully you can see, can't get into it here in depth, but listen to some of the shows before everything was built on God operates this way and we're going to do our best to operate that way and and build upon that i mean even down to the why do we say uh, please forgive me versus i'm sorry well because they need to understand what forgive me is why do we require them to do it? and we're getting the specifics i know i can't do that yeah, but yeah. but we have to we have we have to actually think the way the church is and try to figure out how to bring it into the relationship. And pray to the Holy Spirit for that. I, I just can't tell y'all. I, there was never any, I mean, there's fabulous books out there, but the Holy Spirit is wisdom. Right. <laughs> and most of the best ideas that I had did not come out of a book. It was probably in sheer frustration and exasperation that I finally called on the Holy Spirit and an idea that I knew was not mine and um, came a, to me. And that's a, that's remember, marriage is a sacrament. Is a sacrament. Yep. Grace is God's power, his gift of himself. Call upon the, 
grace of the sacrament of marriage. We had a guy on the show, yes. never heard it used that way, but always remember it's a sacrament. Therefore, grace is available. Just call upon the grace and you'll yeah. find it. Yes. All right. And then, of course, you know, one of the other. Oh, yes. Uh, one of the this other. Is, this is stuff she loves. <laughs> right. The other major tent pole is our funnel. Right. <laughs> Which, funnel. of course, was not our original. Um, it was not our uh, original um, idea that that we did. Uh, we did creatively copy from our Growing Kids God's Way. Yeah, we did um, them rough. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They, they definitely. Um, but it's. It, there's no other better way to describe, um, you know, I, I loved how when you and I were kind of talking about um, our tent poles, I love how you put the funnel is just the best example for establishing and adjusting limits and growing freedoms. I mean, I, I don't know any other that's, that's, word, that's, that's any other picture that you can. Yes. That, you, and they learn, they learn the truth about freedom, right? Mm -hmm. The truth about freedom is Freedom isn't to do whatever you want. In fact, you don't want to do that. Freedom is something that always are going to have. I mean, if you've ever heard a kid bang on a piano, which unfortunately I have, <laughs> you realize that that freedom does not create beauty or anything you want about it. But if you give them lessons and they follow the rules about how notes go together and well, I don't know anything about that. You're, you're the, you're doing you're a great job. Good. You're but, doing but, a great but, job. But, 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 <laughs> That's when true freedom and beauty comes from that freedom. So they need to learn not what the world teaches, right? That freedom is there. And the way we do that is we establish limits and that as parents, we are always monitoring and adjusting those freedoms. I mean, those, those limits to allow them more freedom as they get older so that when they're 18, when, when they, when they're whatever, their senior year, I told them, we told them, we are not going to wake you up. We are not going to ask you, are you doing your homework? We're not doing anything. You are going to show us that all the stuff that we've been doing for the previous 17 years, you're capable of managing. Because guess what? Next year, I'm not calling to make sure you're up going to class. Um, this is for you, not for us. I've already got my, I mean, I've already got my degree. <laughs> all right. I don't, I, I yeah, am, well, to, to say we didn't do anything is uh, a, a little bit um, misconceiving. Well, no, <laughs> but it's yeah, part. no, I know. I, but we no, did I really. The, the, the uh, practical, the practical things we made them responsible for. No, 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were just living, hey, yeah. come in and we, yeah, we had rules still <laughs> that they live. That's right. I don't, but I'm just saying. Yeah. The practical, the practical the day to day, of day to staying day. on top yeah. of them, making sure that they have done the right, you know, done everything and asked, you know, we started weaning them from that. You're responsible for your work. You, because at some point right. you're in charge of that. Yeah. So that's part of the, well, and establishing I think, I, think the, I think the only difference we made in, in the funnel is you and I noticed um, almost I don't even know a good percentage, 95% of the time when we were starting to have trouble with, with a child, if we looked at their, the freedoms that we had given them, they, they, they weren't ready for it. And so the, the freedom, the, the funnel sort of became a little, there was a little escalator in there, you know, it's just like a little, some forward, then some back, you know, sometimes you have to pull those freedoms, um, you know, back in because they're just not ready to handle that. And that's the, the amazing thing is, is that, that we began to just say when a child started misbehaving where they weren't misbehaving, we, we want the first questions that we would ask each other, have we given him or her some freedoms that they didn't have recently. And then you start evaluating and it was amazing to, to see, it may not even be the cause of the, of what was causing the, mm -hmm. the, the problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms directly, it wasn't right. like I gave them a freedom and they abused that freedom. It was just actually giving the freedom itself mm -hmm. before they were ready. Yep. And again, we would communicate with the kids. Sorry, we gave you a freedom too early we're taking it back. Yeah. But the minute you show that you can handle it, we're extended forward. So we're always working with them. When you start getting towards teen years, I'm telling you, we, I, I love the teen years. I did too. I love them. I was, I was scared to death of them. And I do have to say they were fabulous. Love them. <laughs> and part of it was we taught them 
what we were what we were doing. It wasn't a mystery, <laughs> right? We call this mystery of parenthood because of the the Greek word, the invisible for the visible sacrament. But it was not a mystery as they grew older for them to actually understand what we were doing. We would tell them, the more responsibility you show, the more freedoms we will give you. Mm. That doesn't mean any freedoms. That just means when you show that you can handle it, we will extend it. If you come to us asking for that, and we hadn't thought of giving you that freedom, we will talk it through. And if you disagree with us, you can appeal and give us, here are reasons why. So again, we engaged their heart and their mind and had them know our job was to help them become the best person that they were. We're stewards of these children. You, you were not, they're not ours, they're God's, and we let them know that was the case. And we talked through what was going on in our mind. And we changed our decisions sometimes based on good arguments. So our kids always felt like, hey, they, not arguments, <laughs> yeah. good discussions. We didn't allow them to argue <laughs> with us, but they could yeah. do that. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I think this is where I would put my plug in for I always, um, you know, it always never sat right with me when I heard people say, oh, you got to pick your battles. You know, you got to pick your battles. And I, I just feel like it's all those small little battles that win the big war. Um, and so, and, and it starts at a very young age. I think that's the other thing, too, is that we don't give children credit <laughs> for, for how smart they are at a very young age. And they may not, you know, not that it's like, you know, when you and I were talking about this, it's not like there's, they're like, um, you know, it's some evil conviction that they have. They don't know. They just know that. They want to draw the line where they want to draw the line. And so it's so important, I think, for parents to determine where that line is and to hold fast to it. Yeah. And, and, and I always say it's easier to fight that battle at two or three. Yes, sir. Than it is at 15 or 16. But that battle will be fought. I promise yeah. you. Yeah. It will be fought. Yeah. If, you, if, if you have a child who decides that they can make a decision on their own, and by the way, I've got to talk with Bo, our dog, about this. But <laughs> but the but in reality, you 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 have to know that whatever that general concept is, you saying no, you can't wear that. You can wear one of these two things. If you don't fight that battle at two or three or four or five, you're gonna fight it because. One day she's going to walk in with something you go, that's not okay. You can't wear that. And she's going to say, what are you talking about? I've spent my whole life dressing myself, whether that's true or not. And then you're going to have to fight the battle. I loved, you know, Willie Robinson came and spoke and mm -hmm. one of my favorite things, and it communicates this. We never were like, hey, here are the instructions for how do you raise great kids. We never were that. He said the same thing. He said, listen, we believe that you start at at least at two fighting the battles that you think are important. Mm -hmm. Who's in charge? What all of that? And he said, and his was simpler than ours. He just said, we decided we wanted our kids kind and strong. And so everything that we did was built towards kind and strong. Yeah. So what we're saying is. We never had like, okay, this is how you do it step by step, but these are some concepts that I think if you apply and use your own gifts and talents and the grace of the sacrament, you could raise very well-rounded, good, successful children. And I think ours was we wanted we wanted to send productive, holy children out into this world. And when they got to the age where it's time for us to be friends— we wanted to be friends with them. Yeah, we liked them. <laughs> we wanted to like them and wanted them you to know, like us. Yes, and we wanted yes. them to like their siblings, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And yes. We, want, we wanted those things. So we demanded or put in situations that you're going to like your – you may not agree with them, but you're going to like your sister <laughs> or your brother. You're going to be kind to them. And so, you know, we started with the end in mind and – that's, I think, very important. The end mm -hmm. is 
We all want to go to heaven. Mm -hmm. The end is we want children who are productive, but they're Catholic. They love the Lord first and foremost, Mm -hmm. and they want to help people. They like us. I respect their opinion. Mm -hmm. We respect their opinion on things, and they ask us for our opinion, even at 27, 28 years old. Mm -hmm. That's what we wanted. I'm telling you, anybody... I think can do this. I don't think this is a, th- this is something that we accomplished, yeah. you know, but well, it we does did accomplish it by the grace of God, but right. But it takes, <laughs> but it, but it, but it but takes, it's, it's available to all of you. And I think that, that, I think that brings up a good point that we talked about too, because, you know, these principles are, 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 you know, just a few of the solid principles that we kind of, you know, like I said, having to pick a few tent poles, these would be our our tent pole, our foundational tent pole principles. But it's going to look different for each family, you know. So, just remember that your family is, even though we're all called to holiness, we're all going to get there on a different path. Right. Um, and that's and you know I think that's so important that that your children are unique and unrepeatable. Your marriage is unique and unrepeatable. Your your family family is unique and unrepeatable. And so just remember that you're not going to do it the way the Smiths do it or, you know, the the Jones do it. You're going to do it the way your family does it. And that doesn't make it any less holy. Um, It 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 fills the the mission that God has on this earth for your family and what your family is supposed to accomplish. And so remember, too, that it's not. Um, you know, it's not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It is a ongoing apprenticeship, discipleship, walking alongside, um, you know, even when they're, you know, even when they're out of the house, I I think I had this very, um, (laughs) uh, erroneous, uh, you know, um, empty nester idea. I, I mean, our kids call all the time asking for advice. What should I do about this? Or, um, and I guess we're kind of moving into some of the beauties of we're seeing some of the fruits that we're actually now being able to see in our children um, is that they do call us. They, they call us when they're sad. They call us when they're happy. They call us when they want advice. We call them when we want advice. Um, you know, they, would, they, they call one another. They, 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 another. they seek one another out. Um, they, they're, our kids are definitely on their, on each other's lists as who they want to call when they need, you know, strong advice. And that's, so. and that's what it, cause I, I think the thing that, Ke- that Caleb had said after we did it. So we, those were the tent poles that we had, the, yeah. the sacramental, the, um, after their, their heart right. and the funnel. But, but we, we actively did that. But the joy of the end of this is, and I can just, Imagine my favorite thing in the whole world is about to happen. Thanksgiving and Christmas. (laughs) I love to sit and watch their interactions. They like each other. And hear stories you never knew. And they love each other. (laughs) And then you hear stories that you're glad you never heard about. But they're funny now that they're feeling okay to tell you, you know, about things. But I think it's so beautifully fun. They're not perfect. We're not perfect. That's the good news. Anybody out here, if you make an effort, God's grace is more than sufficient to help you. But the greatest joy is not, Hey, they've got a job or they, Mm -hmm. the the greatest joy is to see them still love and respect us. Us say, I like hanging out with you and the brothers and sisters actively doing it some of my favorite things are just randomly hey look who's at dinner and there's they've just gotten together to go to dinner yeah. i mean that is a great joy a great joy, great joy. so well and and i think know, that's kind of you know i have to i have that's to do a verse i have to then, have a verse yes and, then we enter and into, it's, it's actually kind of an interesting one that i've been praying with and i thought wow i think this is it's very appropriate for, and what you just said, um, just that, remember that, you know, if you're in a sacramental marriage, the grace is there and you can call upon it because our God is able, our God is able to do anything. And so from Ephesians 3.20, I'm going to leave you with glory be to him whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory be to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
Ephesians, yes, Ephesians 3.20. And our God is able. Our God is able to make us good parents despite ourselves. Right. And all he asks <laughs> is just you to jump in yep. and participate in the mystery of parenthood. It, it is the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Absolutely. My kids said, have you, have you, have you, what's your greatest accomplishment? I said, frankly, my marriage with my wife and raising y'all, Our six beautiful children. everything, everything else is just something else. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I hope so y'all we, are all excited. I know. And we're going to stop so, and let Caleb do it. Yeah, we're so, looking forward. So if you've joined us, you know, that if you're just joining us, this is the final, the final episode of mystery of parenthood. I think our, our, um, Podcasts will still probably be up on the website. I don't know that they're kicking us out. Uh, they're <laughs> going to kick yeah, us out. But yet. we've got some things in the works. So we would just ask for y'all to please um, keep us in your prayers. Um, we appreciate all of you that have listened over the years and have appreciated your feedback and your encouragement. And um, But we're, we we feel like we might be wanting to take this to more of a discipleship um, kind of um on a discipleship avenue. So, um, like I said, we, you, you will hear it first when we figure out what it is and we are definitely praying for God to open doors and, and give us wisdom. But, um, but yeah, yeah, pray for us. Yes, please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Yes. And we'll, we'll, so we're going to wait for him to do this and we'll end with the, with okay. the, with my ever with famous, my ever famous ending. ending. <laughs> Outro is what it called. It's taken right. 10 and a half years to get to that point. So yeah, if you just swipe that to the right, that's... In celebrating your last Aww. episode of The Mystery of Parenthood, we thought that it would be fitting to each share a personal memory that is our favorite in the way that you parented us. I have a propensity to focus on things 110% and also to be extremely competitive. And while that served me well in some respects back in my high school years... I focused these things on video games, and it did not bring out the best side of me. There was one fateful night where I had been playing for quite a while. I probably said some questionable things to my siblings, and I remember my mom storming up the stairs. I had seen her angry before, but there was something about this time where she stormed up the stairs, looked at me, and without saying a word to me, rips the Xbox out of the wall and starts heading back downstairs. And, uh, and so I follow her down the stairs. All my siblings are in tow, just cackling and hearing and listening to us as we go down the stairs. She goes into the garage, picks up a hammer, and to my horror and dismay, she just goes ahead and whacks that Xbox, tosses it on the ground, whacks it three times, and my life, like the Xbox, seemed to shatter to pieces. <laughs> but as dramatic as that sounds, it's funny looking back at it now because I realize now that my mom was actually teaching me something really important and something that I still carry to me to this day. God gives you these gifts and it's up to you on how you decide to use them. For me, you know, it's my, my focus, my ability and want to be the best at whatever I'm doing and to be competitive to do it. Up until that point, I had been focusing in on the things that didn't matter, the short-term things, the, the cheap satisfaction, as opposed to taking those gifts and focusing on the things that do matter. And uh, also teaching me that, you know, sometimes you got to give a little bit of tough love to get through the knuckleheads in your life. So <laughs> I remember that that actually wasn't the end of my life like I thought it was at the time, but actually the beginning of being able to learn to live my life more fully. And so now, you know, I can look back at it and I can say that I've, you know, employed those the gifts that God gave me into other things. And now I have I'm blessed with beautiful home, a great job, a beautiful wife. Right over there. <laughs> and, and I do think that I owe it to that moment with my mom, even though as silly and as extreme as it sounds that, you know, she was able to use tough love to get me out of a rut um, and being able to focus and use my gifts for the greater good. And also just for the embetterment of the people around me and for the people that I care about. And so that's something that's always really stuck with me up to this day. My favorite personal memory about my parents and their parenting style would have to be when I didn't make my studio team. And my parents did two things, sat with me in my sadness and empathized with me and validated my disappointment. But then second, they picked me back up and they pointed me to the how on how to kind of move forward um, after experiencing something disappointing. 
I will never forget when my dad looked at me and he said, you have two choices, Madison. You can either quit or you can show up on Monday and ask your teachers how you can be better. That question changed, honestly, the trajectory of my entire life. That moment was so pivotal. If if that wouldn't have happened, if my parents wouldn't have, number one, empathized with me, but number two, spoke truth over me, um, even when it was difficult. I probably wouldn't have danced in college. I probably wouldn't be a teacher. I wouldn't be a dance teacher if my parents hadn't have coached me in that way because it it gave me perspective. It gave me drive. It gave me the motivation to want to improve in moments of disappointment that you will experience in life that you have a choice on how you're going to move forward. Be sad sulk in it for a second and then you pick yourself back up and you figure out the how yeah I will never forget it and honestly like that seemingly small moment of sitting with me in the church and then asking me that question it it coached me up for the rest of my life I'll I'll never forget it this last year uh we got to be in a very new situation for both of us it was a lot of difficulties and a lot of hard times a lot of ups a lot of downs um but i think that throughout the whole process of transitioning um from school to living back at home i think that y'all taught me a lot about the value of communication and uh, making the most where you're at and i never thought that that may involve family, you know, being where you're at. I think that it took a long time for me to learn it. I think y'all can agree, <laughs> but you know, it was uh, it was a great experience overall. And I don't regret any choices to live at home. You know, I'm very glad that I was there. I think that we came out um, stronger than before. It was a difficult time, but I feel a lot closer to y'all. And I hope that y'all can feel proud of yourselves for how y'all handled everything and, and how difficult I made it for y'all. <laughs> hey, mom and dad, it's Kennedy here. I uh, didn't have a specific story I wanted to share, but uh, the first thing that came to mind when I heard about this is, uh, man, just how thankful I am for y'all's consistent sacrifices and just consistency overall. I know for me, looking back, on my childhood and even now to this day, um, you guys have sacrificed so much for me and for the rest of y'all's kids. And I think that whenever I look back and some of my favorite memories are the small things of you guys coming to practices and games and award ceremonies and just the random events that you guys always made time to be at, even though I know it probably wasn't the most fun thing you could have been doing. Um, <laughs> looking back at it now, it's something that I will cherish and something that I want to do for my kids now because of the model that you guys set for me and for the rest of the family. And so um, really appreciate y'all a ton and just wanted to say congrats on y'all's last show. Uh, really excited to see the next chapter in what y'all do moving forward. But I uh, love you guys a lot. Praying for y'all. Talk to you soon. So for my dad, I remember approaching him in the living room and sitting with him on the very couch that he prays on every morning and just being honest with him about my feelings towards Eucharist. I, at the time, could not wrap my head around the fact that that was Jesus' body, blood, soul, and divinity made present to me in the Mass, and how much of a bad Catholic I felt like for having those thoughts. I just remember him meeting me where I was, validating rather than judging or scorning me for having those thoughts and feelings, pointing me to the truth, you know, that that is the reality, ultimately encouraging me to lean into that doubt rather than push it away. He gave me the practical tool of saying this one line, I believe, help my unbelief, anytime I receive communion. Ever since that conversation, I, to this day, repeat those very words anytime I receive communion. So that memory has clearly stuck with me for a while now. And then in terms of my mom, I was in a very low place. It just felt very stuck in where I was and hadn't confided in anyone. I remember sitting down with my mom and just opening up the floodgates and sharing <laughs> just how hard a time I was having. And I remember her, like my dad, just sitting there with me through that and hearing me out um, and not invalidating anything that I was going through. But encouraging me to look into counseling. For me, that was a very, very scary and unfamiliar step to take, but she held my hand through that process and 
you know, help me fill out the forms just to get that ball rolling and to take that necessary step as scary as it was. And again, just to like lean into that suffering rather than act as if it wasn't there. Those two instances solidified for me two things for my parents. One, they made themselves available to us and they made that very clear in the way that they loved us and the way that they left every topic to be discussed. It's because of that that I had the confidence to even have those conversations with them in the first place. And then two, they very much encouraged me to lean into my suffering rather than act as if it didn't exist. And, you know, that's exactly what Jesus tells us to do is to take up our cross. They not only pushed me to do that, but gave me the strength to be able to do that in the way that they uplifted me and encouraged me and challenged me to embrace those things that I was going through. I can never thank them enough for that and for those memories along with, oh, so many, so many others. My favorite parenting memory from both of y'all is just witnessing the product of the six beautiful children that you've raised, one of whom I got to marry, seeing how you interact with every single one of your six children and the relationship y'all both have with them is just inspiring. I know it's really hard to raise a big family and to just witness and get to experience life together with y'all now is just something beyond this world. And I just want to commend y'all on doing such a great job at parenting all six of them in all the trials of life. It's just been a blessing to be part of this family. And I'm proud to be a Cashin. Hi, Mom and Dad. And reflecting upon what memory I wanted to share, I was immediately brought to one of the worst memories that I've ever had, which was being dropped off into college. And I remember that day y'all had helped me moved into my dorm. You had helped me set up and you made everything livable for a college freshman that is <laughs> and then we had gone out and we went and shared a meal together and then we came back and it was time to say goodbye it was time for me to say good goodbye to my mommy and my daddy and and i remember just putting on a brave face and then uh as y'all left i went to my back to my room and i like ran up the stairs sped into my room closed my doors got in my bed and just began to sob and it's and particularly reflecting upon the deep sorrow that I was feeling. It was through this deep sorrow that I felt that I recognized who you guys were in my life. Mom, you being someone who nurtured and cared for me, and Dad, you being someone who guided and protected me. This is our Mother Mary brought Jesus off the cross and embraced him and his suffering and his brokenness. Mom, you always embraced me when I came off my crosses and my hardships and my brokenness. And Dad, just as St. Joseph led his family to Egypt, you led me into something new, a new life. It was in that guidance and protection and that nurturing and that caring that when I was brought to my dorm and y'all were gone, I felt like I lost it all. And it caused a, a, a lot of sorrow and I was very sad. But there's so much beauty in the mystery of how I felt that because it reveals something even deeper about who I am. Just as I'm your son, I'm also a son of God. I'm a son of the Father in heaven and my identity uh, was made secure in understanding that that's what God, that's who God is. He is someone who guides and protects and nurtures and cares. That's who he is. And by you guys exemplifying that through your parenthood, I was able to see what Jesus invites me into with the life of the Trinity. And I'm so thankful for that memory because without that memory, I wouldn't understand what the lack of that grace is. I wouldn't understand the lack of divine life is obviously you guys didn't really abandon me you, know, you were always there for me always called away it's just such a beautiful thing and i'm in reflecting upon it i'm i'm so blessed to be able to reflect upon something like that and to have parents like you who revealed the mystery of god through the mystery of your parenthood and just as i trust you guys and just as i do good because i love you guys and just as i trust that you'll be there for me and that you will act on my behalf i can say confidently to god as psalm 37 3 through 5 says trust god Trust in God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Trust God. Do good. Do good. Do good. Do good. Do good. Do good. And you act. I love y'all. I love you, Mother. I love you, Father. Love you guys. And I'm really proud to be your son. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <Wow>. goodness. <laughs> Somebody else to be up the top. <laughs> <laughs>
that's a little speechless. What uh, a beautiful, beautiful surprise. Boy, they're good secret keepers. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that about them. They really are. Addison. Yeah, we put first. that together like like a month and a half ago or something. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So beautiful. I, you y'all. know. They're, uh, they're good kids. <laughs> they're good young people. Yeah. Uh, men and women. Anyway. So, so listen, that so right there <laughs> is why you parent. Yeah. That, that we had trouble with every one of them <laughs> yeah. at some point. Exactly. With every one of them, we yeah. had we had trouble. Yeah. But it's never perfect. It's never perfect. But man, there's nothing better than going. I know you're not perfect, but that gum, you're you're a good person. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, uh, man, I don't may never. <laughs> Recover from that one. I don't. I, I promise you, you've never cried like this on, on, on the show. I've cried plenty. You could ask them, but uh, but uh, man, thank y'all very much, and uh, and we'll we'll tell them thanks as well. But yeah, but um, beautiful. it was very beautiful, beautiful. and um, you know you <clears throat> you invest so much in. And take it seriously that God has entrusted, you know, these lives to you. I'm just telling you, if you've got kids, take the time to be available. Take the time to listen. Don't don't be a lecturer. Be somebody who's saying, I need, I, I want to be, okay, there's time for lectures, okay? <laughs> But, oh, yeah. but 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 we had, we had generally, plenty of father cash yeah, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> but sometimes you say, okay, Dad. but but we but we have to, but but the bottom line is we do, and I and I loved hearing it because I've never really talked to them about that, about the hearing the availability, which we actively said we need to make ourselves available for our kids, we have to, because God makes Himself available to us. We have to be known as people who will make that they, there's never a question if they have a question that they can call us. And, well, and I think that's what we talk, you know, we've talked about um, in that you can't, you know, there's this whole big argument out there. Another one of my pet peeves about quality versus quantity time. And you just can't manufacture quality. It's found in the quantity of time that you spend with your kids, that you catch those moments where you're able to be available for them. Um, and, um, and they need to know that you'll, you'll do that, you know? So, yeah. you know. but anyway, that, uh. was, that wasn't fair. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm beautiful, grateful, but, but um, uh, that was I, I mean, I, I, I'm already proud of my kids and, uh, yeah. and, and our other daughter, Lisa, her new, yes. the, the new addition, yes. but, new um, but, um, well, I, I really hope that what this was, I mean, obviously we are, <laughs> if you can't tell, we were, we we're very surprised by this um, and certainly did not coach our, <laughs> yeah, our, uh, our put words, um, you know, into, into their, into their mouths and, and um, just what a beautiful, um, I hope that's it, that it's encouraging um, for the listeners about, you know, cause it, it's, it's so hard when kids are little and, and, and if there's many, or even if there's a few, um, it's, it's, it, parenting is hard. I mean, it, it is, is very hard. hard. It is very hard. It is. There's nothing. I mean, I've worked for plenty of people. I coached that said anything that's not hard is not worth doing. Yeah. Um, and anything that is hard, the rewards make it worth the difficulties. Yes. And, and I, I mean, but you know, so I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is I hope that this is encouraging that, you know, that, this this is this is what this is you know your end in mind and 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 it and I promise you it comes so much quicker than you think. Um, I can't believe that our babies are twenty two, and our oldest is twenty eight. <laughs> um, and so you know, just stay close to God. Stay you know, keep your prayer life strong. Keep your communication with your husband strong. Um, and your wife and, and your your wife thank you yeah you're 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 i mean because you are a family without your kids you were still a family 
Um, and so keep those relationships strong, that communication open. Um, and, and, you know, be real. I mean, just be real with yourselves, be real with your kids. Um, and God just, our God is able, like my verse, you know, Ephesians 3.20, our God is able. He's able to give us much more than we ask or, you know, or, or can imagine. Yeah. And like I said, you know, if 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 I could have envisioned what I would hope that our kids would say <laughs> exactly. 27 years ago when we were actively doing this, it would be no different. In fact, this is way better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, this is from imperfect people. I mean, we're not perfect <laughs> and we made plenty of mistakes. So y'all can do it. Go do it. Yeah. Right. Trust God. Do good. And he will act on your behalf. And he wants you to do that. And it will reveal him to you and you will come to know him better by you trying to reveal to your children who God he is. is who Absolutely. God is. Absolutely. So anyway, I know we're... Yes, we're uh, down to the last wire here. So thank you all for the so many years. Um, it was awesome. It was, it was amazing. And... This is not the end. It's just a new a new beginning. We're not sure what yet. So stay tuned. Keep listening to Red Sea because they'll know first. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, only God can help you take the mystery out of parenthood. Pray, parent with a purpose, and prepare for God to amaze you. <laughs> and he will. <laughs> and he will. He will. God, God bless, bless you all. Pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Yeah.